90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. Oh, hi, you guys. How are you? Oh, hello. I'm doing amazing, Sharon. Thank you mm. for asking. I'm happy to know that. Kel, what about you? Well, uh, for all of our listeners who are listening around the world, all of us just went through a crazy ice storm. And we did. Oh, my gosh. And I believe, Sharon, I think you, you win because I think you were out of power the longest. Adam, did you even lose power? I didn't lose any power, oh, blue, blue, blue. but you know what was, um, what's the word? You know what happened? Because I didn't lose power, you know, I wrote to a few of my friends who lost power and everybody was like, no, we're okay. We don't need to go to your place. We don't need your help. We're all good. And I was like, but why? I'm, I'm, I want to, you know, I want to help. Do you guys <laughs> not want to hang out with me? Like, what's the problem? What's the deal? <laughs> you do not have electricity at your place. I am offering a solution. Why are you refusing my help? Wow. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> That's a- that was my downside to the... I can't um, imagine why they wouldn't want to hang out with such <laughs> settled emotions. <Yeah>. I know. <laughs> in a little condo, downtown Montreal, they would have been all cramped up in a, you know, in a two-bedroom, but they would have been fun. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. true. We were out for over 73 hours. Wow. Yeah. Just over three days. Yeah. So you lose food in the regular fridge freezer uh, mm-hmm. after six hours. Uh, and if you have a deep freeze, which we are fortunate enough to have, you lose that after 48. So, so you lost. Super. And then All you talk it. to your insurance company who tell you kindly that uh, you are covered. But if you uh, and, you, you know, you have to pay the deductible. And then if you do make the claim, then your rates go up. Yeah. Fairly nice. substantially over the course of a few years. So, yeah. You're it's you're sort of trapped, and I'm like, well, why didn't I go into the insurance racket? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like that you called it a racket because it kind I, of is a racket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I uh, but I lost the power for about 18 hours. Then it came on. Then it went out again. Ooh, and during that's the first go round, um, our even though I checked this a few months ago, our backups uh, sump pump battery decided to die. No, and so Ugh. at 4 a.m. On the oh, uh, no. the day after, like the lights went out, because uh, yeah. like yeah, so we lost power around nine twenty on the Wednesday night. Okay, four a.m. the next morning, we discovered this was an issue in the. Um, and thank God, my my sixth sense was like this could be a problem, so we started <laughs> yeah. taking buckets of water out of the basement. Oh it, no! Oh, it was yeah, it was terrible. And then at four eighteen, I realized this was not going to work. Like long term, this was not a long term solution. Yeah. <laughs> and so I had to wake up my sister and my brother in law at four eighteen a.m. Uh, because I was pretty sure he probably had a backup battery that I could use. Yeah. And so while Elaine kept literally going up and down the stairs, like she just was like she was like an ant. She was like just like an ant, like just work, going back and work, forth. Work, 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 work. <laughs> I then, it took me 15 minutes to get my car de-iced and then went like crazy, which was like a, at least a 12 minute drive to my sister's, uh, if yeah. not 15, and then got the battery, came back. First I had to go to the farm because there was issues at the farm also. So she's, all this time, by the way, she's do 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 like work, going up work, and down work, the stairs work, work. with these buckets <laughs> of water. And, oh my gosh. Uh, then I came back and we managed to um, to plug in the backup battery. But then the issue was is that our the float that sets off the backup pump wasn't yep. going on automatically. So thank God it was working with the battery, but every 20, 25 minutes, 
we had to set the thing off, like to turn it on. Oh my God. So that whole day, like one of us had to be like around always. So Elaine yeah. stayed at one point, then she left and I stayed. Cause like, yeah, like you don't realize like every 25 minutes, it's a pain in the butt to have to go to, like to keep starting this thing up. So we oh were exhausted. Gosh. Plus we had the three Huskies who then, uh, we couldn't get into the freezer to feed them because they're on raw food. And so we oh had to switch God. them to, to, to kibble, which then messed up their poor little tummies. Oh yeah. So by the time the whole thing was over and again, you were out way longer than me, Sharon, I was just exhausted for our like 24 hours of whatever we had of it. It's, so. it's totally, it's intense, man. Yeah. Because, like, we were fine, like, freezing-wise. It, 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 it got cold, but it wasn't crazy because it's not January. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, just trying to keep the sump pump and keep the, the girls wow. fed and, like, their poor little bellies. Like, it was just, yeah. Adam, I should have called you for help is what I should Well, now I understand why nobody wanted to come to my place. I mean, there was a lot to do at your place. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's the thing. We were, like, we, were, we felt like we were in it. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like, okay, we're staying. This is happening. I mean, we left a couple of times, take the dogs for a walk. Our area, we lost a lot of uh, trees and huge branches and stuff like that. So we took the dogs somewhere else and went for a walk and change of scenery and stuff like that. The uh, civic center in our in our suburb <laughs> uh, <laughs> offered a warming area and to charge your devices and stuff like that, which was great. Um and then, like I said, after uh, it was Deb's birthday on Saturday and we had dinner plans and those plans changed, but it worked out for the best, mm-hmm. actually, because we ended up at our friend's house and we could uh, have all the same people, which was uh, 10, and we could also bring the dogs. So it was okay. really nice. Yeah. It's amazing, you know, like no one was hurt. Thankfully, you lose some food and you just sort of have to brush that off because it's money you're not going to get back. And it's annoying because you did go to Costco and you did buy some meat and salmon and that's all gone. But yeah, we're all fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just yeah. glad we all. And but it's what the, the thing too you learn from this is like uh, how dependent we are on electricity. Well, it's interesting, isn't yeah. it? Like for the now portion of 90s now. Let's even for the future portion of 90s now, here in Canada, they are forecasting having all electric vehicles by 2035, which doesn't sound, it's not that far away. It doesn't sound that far away. It's 12 years from now. And coming off of an ice storm where you've got no power, wouldn't that render everybody just stuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. With your electric car with no electricity to fire it up? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Like, good luck. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and it's crazy too that like, just just yeah, like you know, you need this electricity and like everything. You can't like I I did my show prep. That's what I meant to tell you, Sharon, because I was on the air the next day and like I literally did my show prep like handwritten notes. Like I was in grade eleven, like just mm-hmm. writing out my <laughs> show prep notes. And so I was like, how did people do this? <laughs> so, <laughs> Anyways, but I have to say it was actually very freeing to just have, like, handwritten notes. I was like, ooh, I feel like I'm cheating here. It was like, yeah, so, fun, eh? Yeah. Getting sort of old school. Yeah. Well, uh, for the show today, we have got uh, some fun things to tackle. I understand we have a question from our mailbag. Yes, we do. Yeah. 
That's not a nice thing to say about Rachel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I get it, our mailbag. Uh, <laughs> just joking, Rachel. Uh, so what we'll do is tell you which actor is dealing with a bit of uh, the green monster about the sequel to uh, to one of his movies. There's also some sad news in the world of hip-hop that we'll talk about as well. Kelly's trivia, a 90s rewind that'll take us back to the beginning of the end of our favorite decade. And you know what? There's an update on Amanda Bynes. So let's start there. I think we should actually start by wishing her well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because it cannot be fun at all to go through something so personal uh, in front of the world. Mm -hmm. And I, I would venture to say unnecessarily in front of the world. But there's an appetite for uh, news like this. Uh, I would just like to focus our slant on on the well wish. I think um, if, we should probably give some background if people don't know what's going on. Amanda Bynes has suffered um, kind of a mental breakdown, and she took care of business and and got herself some help. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. And she's making her way back out, but she's not in a rush to get out, which mm-hmm. is smart because mm-hmm. you're she's taking care of herself. All very good. Mm-hmm. For me, this all falls under, it's none of our business. <laughs> and I feel like we're prying because yeah. it feels like super personal. Yeah. Um, well, did you I even also- hear of the original incident? Because I didn't, apparently it happened around March 16th or something, somewhere around there. Uh, mm-hmm. That she was, like, she called her own help in. Like, after, it sounds like she... Uh, went into this mental, you know, situation, was a few days out on the streets is what it sounds like. And then eventually she herself called the police and asked for help. But she was found like roaming naked is what they're saying around the streets of Los Angeles. And wow. so I didn't. But it's funny, like as you and I do this all the time, Sharon, like like I didn't hear this story. Like we're always on entertainment web- websites. I didn't hear of this original thing. Um, but then saw the the news that you know she had had this happen and she was in in uh, help, um, mm-hmm. you know, in an institution getting help, which again is amazing. And like you said, you don't want to know about it, but it, I guess because it happened on the streets of Los Angeles, like the words got out, right? So, yeah, and I I think that there is a you know the positive side of having this information get out is that um, it's a it's a, a sign of encouragement to anybody who who needs help. That you can call yourself for help. Yeah. That it's out there, it's available for you, and that's good. And so if she can be an example in her worst of times as a source of encouragement. I think that that's great. Yeah. My opinion on, uh, I think we should stop calling her child star Amanda Bynes. Yeah. That's what the headlines all say. Yeah. Which I think is ridiculous. It's so like, if her name isn't familiar to you, then carry on yeah do you know what i mean like yeah it it's it's troubling mm-hmm. because it, it's sort of like it from to my sensibilities it puts pressure on her as an adult to live up to child star amanda Bynes. yeah it sort of indicates that she's not succeeding now like she can't just be amanda Bynes. Mm-hmm. of course she can yeah but that's how some of the outlets, the media outlets will, will position it. And that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. And she, you know, she was such, she's, she's anything I've seen her in. Uh, she's fantastic. Like anything mm-hmm. that I ever like easy, a like amazing. She's just, she just killed it. And so we just want the best for her. And, and, and like you said, she is a source of in- inspiration because I think I like, I'd heard that she has been diagnosed in the past with bipolar disorder. I think mm-hmm. so. I'll say allegedly because we don't know for sure, but that's what's being reported in the news. Um, but the fact that she is dealing with definitely some 
uh, mental health issue. The fact that she did take it upon herself to call herself help is absolutely amazing because we've heard so many stories over the years from whoever that mm-hmm. if you if you're in a situation like that, it's often you you're not in a position to call for your own help because you're not okay. capable in that moment. So I think that's something she probably learned over the course of her treatment over the last several years that. You know, it's probably ingrained in her like, oh, I'm in trouble. I should call for help, you know, like I which I think is great and maybe a testament to the help she has gotten to know Mm -hmm. to know I need I need this. I need help, you know, and help me out of this. I um, uh, I read a book by Glennon Doyle, who has a really cool podcast. We can do hard things. Mm -hmm. Um, And her book is Untamed. And in the book, she talks about um, writing herself notes so that mm. if she gets to a downward side, the dark side, then she knows to go to a note and say, you are this. Like, notes that remind you of the characteristics that you are when you're at, at your best. Right, yeah. Yep. You are smart. You are strong. You like this. Yeah. You like to tell jokes. You like, you know what I mean? Those, uh, sort of a checklist to sort of jog you back yep. into... Not jo- not bring- not to be the only thing, but to remind you in a in a downward spiral kind of way, you need that encouragement. So if yep. it's a note from yourself, then it's it's helpful. It's a, I thought it was a great idea. Yeah, I think that's amazing. I think a lot of journaling is great for anybody. You know, it yep. just keeps you honest because, like, when you're writing that, you should not be lying to yourself if possible. <laughs> so no, and and I I I've never needed. Uh, um, therapy. I am one hundred percent supportive of the 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 idea of therapy. Uh, therapy only works when you're honest. Yeah. So you can go to a therapist and not tell them the whole whole story. They're yeah. not they're not helping you wholly in mm-hmm. that in that regard. You know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the <laughs> section binds. of nineties now. <laughs> The help, self-help section of the show. But, but I don't know about you, but in, in a way similar to Britney Spears, I feel very protective of yeah. Amanda Bynes and just like always want her to be well. Especially too, I think I have these feelings for her and for Britney, knowing that they did not have Correct. a normal upbringing. There was so much pressure on them, especially as, mm-hmm. as females, to be a certain way, to look a certain way, to not be a certain weight, you know, and all yep. that stuff. So I just think that nobody really understands what they went through unless you're a fellow person that like child star for lack of a better term yeah no and 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 she was a child star for sure Mm -hmm. i just i don't like the positioning of child star amanda bind she's 37 yeah she's she's more than what she was yeah exactly so there we are next on the list of things that need fixing kel we need trivia okay (laughs) we do (laughs) 90s now trivia Bing bong. Well, bong. quick recap that Sharon killed it last week, two for two. Oh, yeah. It was yeah, funny. Yeah. I was uh, I was listening to the show in the car the other day and uh, hearing your excitement over your, you know, um, triumph <laughs> of getting them right. You're like, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see if we let's, get more of that this week. Let's we'll start, do we'll, it. We'll start with the tough one. And by the way, Uh-oh. I cannot wait to read this uh, question for you. Um, Adam, please have nothing in your mouth because you might spit it out. You ready? Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) All right. Uh, This is art and literature. Which Mm -hmm. British Turner Prize winning painter is best known for incorporating elephant dung into his paintings? (laughs) Sharon? Go (laughs) look at that face, Sharon. Yeah, I'm going to total guess. Uh, Jackson Pollock. 
No, no. No, because that's from the 50s. I know. Go a little out. <laughs> is that a, like, is it a person we know? Like, do you know the answer to I've that I've never question? heard of this person in my life before. Yeah. I have another guess when Adam guesses. Yeah. Um, so it's a British painter. Well, it says, which, I, I'm assuming it's British, like, which British Turner Prize winning painter, yeah, that sounds, yeah, so British painter, is best known <laughs> for incorporating elephant dung into his paintings. Um... Is is his first name Dumbo? No. <laughs> um, are you sure? I am sure. I just checked the fancy. Are you answer. sure it's not Dumbo of Windsor? <laughs> <laughs> is that your guess? That would be wrong. Adam. That will be my last guess. Final answer. Okay. Final okay. answer. I, I have a guess. Yes, go, Sharon. I, I know I don't get the points. Is it Basquiat? Nope. Who is Basquiat? You look him up. Okay. Yeah. Um, Very cool. Uh, I've never heard of this painter, but it is Chris, Chris Ophelia. Made up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like you're not wrong because Ophelia sounds Italian as opposed to British, but because uh, it's spelled O-F-I-L-I. To me, that's... Ophelia. That's right. Anyways, well, I feel I feel like Chris should have maybe thought about some other element of nature that they could have been put into, like... To be fair, on his Wikipedia page, uh, here's the first line. Christopher Ophelia is a British painter who is best known for his paintings incorporating elephant dung. So see, wow. it all adds up. It I wonder how he up. picked elephant dung. Like, you know, it's not like you would have quick access to elephant poop, you know? This is what I'm saying. And like, Adam, can you actually check in, the, in what you're doing right now in the fact that is it that he incorporated like him painting elephant dung or he used elephant dung? <laughs> He mastered um, the art of elephant dung. Yeah. That looks, looks like, real. Imagine it looks like the iPhone emoji, that little poop thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's also famous for the phrase, uh, spit just got real. Yeah. <laughs> I said spit. Yeah, so she doesn't make me edit. Yeah. Uh, did you find an answer, Adam? <laughs> Huh, it's hard to tell. Okay. I think um, he used it. Like, yeah, I think it, he, yeah, he used it. it, it was, and, and, wait, why would it be also, so selective if, if it wasn't just, if he was just painting poop? Why wouldn't he just paint all the poop? Um, no, so he's uh, utilized uh, resin, beads, oil paint, glitter, lumps of elephant dung, and wait for it, cutouts from pornographic magazines as painting Aww. elements. Uh, nice. I feel like Chris His and work I... has been classified as punk art. So uh, there you I, have it. I feel like Chris and I wouldn't hang out. No, probably not. Yeah, I feel like Chris and I wouldn't hang out. Yeah. I would classify it as dung art. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, nice one. There you are. Uh, the, the next one is from our pop culture questions. Um, which calf-length pants, popular in the 50s and 60s, made a huge comeback in the 90s? Sharon. Go, Sharon. Capris? Now, I feel like... Adam, do you have a guess? I'm just going to say... So, okay, Adam, do you have a guess? No. Okay. Um, is capris the same as pedal pushers? Yeah. Okay, there we are. Go, Sharon. Good job. Woo! Yeah. My grandmother calls them pedal pushers. Your grandmother also probably calls full-length pants dungarees. Slacks. Slacks. Yeah. 
Yeah. Dungarees. It's yeah. all about the dung on the what show What a full today. circle moment, Sharon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> well, bravo, Sharon. You got one. Good of them. job. Ah, thank you. As we know, Adam, these questions are not easy. <laughs> so to get one or close to one, it feels it's like a, a victory. big win. Yeah. I'd like to thank the Academy <laughs> for supporting my answers. Okay, so uh, Russell Crowe mm-hmm. has admitted to what he's feeling about the new Gladiator film, which is straight up jealousy. <laughs> And not a lot of it. He says at least a little jealous because of how how much of an impact uh, the original film had on him and his career. He said, and I quote, it's something that changed my life, really. It changed the way people regarded me and what I do for a living. And, you know, I've been very lucky to be involved in lots of big movies, but the legs on that film are incredible. Gladiator was a spectacular movie in every sense of the word. And I'm pretty sure he won an Oscar for it. Uh, he, he did. did. Um, he did. And now, now the new movie's coming out. I'm guessing he's not in it. <laughs> he is not. <laughs> no. This thank is you. the one where we're waiting on Denzel to finally right. sign on the dotted line. Yeah. Right. What? What's taking so long? He's probably working out his uh, like perks. <laughs> like if, like if he has to wear, what did you say the last A time? A cod we... piece. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> when you say that word it's like it takes me all the way back to little Lenny. like it's too much oh uh, i just happened upon a picture of uh, you in my phone uh from years and years ago of your actual reaction yeah which is like this <laughs> <laughs> of uh, of seeing the picture of little Lenny making his debut through yeah. the soft leather <laughs> pants of Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> oh, those were the days. Back to you, Sharon. Yep. Oh, man. Now, um, what were we talking about? The Gladiator movie. Now, they do have some things that are locked in for the film. And mm-hmm. I guess, like you said, we're just waiting for... Uh, the codpiece wearing Denzel Washington. Now, um, I think codpiece, Kellen, I think of Cameo, the band. Right. So. Easy answer. Easy answer. Okay, so uh, we'll step away from uh, the jealous Russell Crowe. And hang on a second. Let me just find my notes. There you they can are. do it. Let's we, go, Sharon. Let's do it. There they are. We got sad news that uh, Vivian Trimble of Luscious Jackson has passed away, which um, despite the fact that she'd been dealing and going through cancer treatments for a few years, uh, she recently hit a complication. And so her people were not expecting this at all. Mm-hmm. So Luscious Jackson, just one of the, coolest all-female bands um and like i said her people not expecting this they said in a statement that she was a great friend and a gifted musician and choreographer but it was being a partner to david and a mother to nate and rebecca that gave her the greatest joy mm-hmm. so it's and I, luscious jackson are one of those bands that take you right back to, to the mid 90s yeah and good luck now that if you're unfamiliar with the name of the band or if you're like, oh, my God, I totally remember Naked Eye mm-hmm. and other songs by them. And Naked Eye would be their signature across the board hit. Good luck getting that song out of your head. Oh, yeah. All day. Earworm that song Central. is 
total earworm, which is great. I mean, there could be worse things to have in your head. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Like just Apparently, that. by the way, if you chew gum, <laughs> it, it helps you get rid of an earworm. Really? I was told that, is... that this morning, actually. Really? Yes, on our good friend Andrew Carter show, because I was on doing my little segment with him, and they were talking about earworms, and apparently if you chew gum, if you let the song finish, and there was a third thing yeah. you can do. Uh, yeah, because I guess if the song finishes, it's like complete in your brain or something. Mm-hmm. But Oh, yeah, and I think the other third thing was if you sing something else or like make yourself sing something else. Yeah, that's listen. what I usually go for. I've got my one song that I go to if I have an earworm. works all the time. Okay. So that song isn't an earworm as a result? Yeah, yeah. No, because I actually know all the lyrics to it. Like, I could sing it, like, beginning to end, so I usually just sing all of it, and I'm, I'm good to go. Oh, wow, cool. Yeah. Is it, I hope it's not Stairway to Heaven, because that's a long song. Uh, no, it's uh, <laughs> Slow Dancing in a Burning Room by John Mayer. <gasps> I love that song. Which is probably my favorite song of all time. Really? Yeah, wow. the live version on his uh, live album, um, oh. Live in L.A., that in gravity. Ugh. I love time. that song. It's yeah. so like it's right in there. Yep. Love mm. it. Kelly, are you familiar with it? Uh, I'm f- familiar with the gravity, but not uh, not that song. album. Uh, it's Continuum, right? Uh, yeah. So it's on Continuum. Yeah. Um, but my favorite version is the one um, where the light is live in Los Angeles. His live Ooh, show. I okay. highly suggest you go uh, listen to that whole album. He's very good live. Yeah. He's amazing. I've seen him once, cried probably five times during the show. Oh, really, eh? Yeah. And he oh, actually cool. did Slow Dancing in a Burning Room and Gravity back to back, and I just couldn't handle everything that was happening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I cried and I wet myself. <laughs> I'm totally going to listen to that when we're done. Please do. Yeah. You're welcome in advance. Thank you yeah. in advance. <laughs> um, could it be that we are at the point of this fantastic experience where we do a 90s rewind it is that time yeah we'll get set because we're going back to the beginning of the end i think i've said this dramatic intro before (laughs) uh springtime 1999 how about that faith evans was having a great year professionally uh certainly making up for a couple of rough ones after the notorious big had died Uh, But around this time in 1999, we'd be hearing her second single from an album that would only come out in full by the end of that summer. It was All Night Long. Oh, great Another earworm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Smooth platform (laughs) for her amazing vocals. Um, But you know what? Faith Evans also contributed to another favorite song. When Whitney Houston called on Faith... Evans uh, and Kelly Price to provide some um, backing vocals, helping her check in to or out of Heartbreak Hotel. Oh, great song. Great song. Yeah. Now, also, if I were to say Sixpence None the Richer, you know what? We're immediately back in 1999 and we immediately pucker up. Their dreamy signature hit with the jangly acoustic guitar was all over the radio and we were singing along to kiss me yep deborah cox how about her she was wowing the crowd with nobody's supposed to be here such a great song oh my god there's a by the way there's a killer remix of that a dance remix of that which sharon loves the remix except if it's it needs to be thunderpuss (laughs) but if, if you need good cardio uh music 
have Deborah Cox as somebody. Uh, you're not supposed to be here. Nobody's supposed to be here. At the the remix. Little uh, <laughs> Deborah Cox is get the heck out of here. Get the heck out of here. <laughs> what are yeah. you doing here? <laughs> the B side. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> get out. <laughs> uh, wrapping up a handful of tunes for a '90s rewind. Some good old Backstreet Boys with the one thing that every girl wanted from them, which was all they had to give. Oh, they love. Yeah. <laughs> That's your 90s rewind. Good job, nice Sharon. Uh, so Thanks. we have a listener uh, question from the mailbag. Uh, Kentucky Shane. Oh, Ooh. it wasn't. <laughs> Hi, Shane. Yeah. So it wasn't, and, it wasn't Rachel. Way, so that was the mailbag. He, <laughs> <laughs> he wrote us also a really nice message saying he really appreciated our basketball talk last week, which I know Adam was worried about. But uh, why was I worried about it? Well, you said we were like, this is a sports uh, turn into a sports <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but I, I liked it. I love full sports. service. Yeah. yeah. And actually, Rachel very much liked uh, learning about uh, the women's basketball over in the state. So I thought that was great. So uh, and Shane, by the way, was able to give us a, a tidbit of in- information because we were trying to figure out who the highest paid uh, coach was in, in NCAA basketball. And mm-hmm. it's uh, uh, Coach Calipari. And he is the highest paid coach, which I, I don't know if Shane actually wrote the amount, but I believe it's in the upper two something million dollars. It might be more than that even. So I think I could coach. Yeah. <laughs> you would be great. You would I be great, Sharon. So yeah. I'd be like, sit down, let's talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so uh, Shane's question for us this week is, uh, what are your favorite movies of the 90s? And Shane wanted to Ooh. share with us that his favorite movie of the 90s is Forrest Gump. Oh, nice one. Yeah. And a double soundtrack because mm-hmm. every single song in the world was on that soundtrack. Yeah. So we'll start with Sharon. What is your favorite movie from the 90s, Sharon? Can we do like a round table? Because I know I'm going to think of others want, other ones sure. when we go around. So I'm going to throw down, just because it came to my head first, Goodwill Hunting. Oh, that's great. Was that I 97? still haven't seen it. It's oh. been on my watch list for a long time. It's so good. It's not even 90s specific. It's just such a well-told story mm-hmm. yeah. that you, like it's, you, you're just root for every element of it. So I'm going with that first. Let's see what you guys got. Adam? Um, I'm going to go. I've got like two. Um, I'll start with uh, Pulp Fiction, which oh. is a, a Ooh, absolute yes. go-to. I'm a huge Tarantino fan. And That's a good um, one. liked it better than Reservoir Dogs. So I'm going to go with uh, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction was a, an, also a really well-told story just because yeah. it seemed to go in typical Tarantino fashion. It seems like it's everywhere. But when you really look at it, it's it all so, comes down to yep. It comes back, goes that way, it comes back. It's like a like a three D flower his way of storytelling. It's, it's yeah, it's great. So nice. Yeah, I Cal? will. Go, I will go with uh, Goodfellas. Ooh, Ooh, nice, nice one. Yeah, I I watched that movie less than like three months ago. I think during the holidays, I watched. I think they put it out every holiday season. For it's almost like the Die Hard movies, which again also great nineties movies. So yeah. Um, and beca- I will admit to doing a quick search before we came on today. One of my favorite movies is that thing you do. Oh. I'm not sure I've heard of that movie. It's a great lesson in music history and the way things okay. happen. It's Tom Hanks. Um, Steve Zahn is in it. Ethan Embry's in it. 
And if you check the credits at the end of the movie, he plays the bass player of this group that in the 60s is, you know, coming into their own. Like, oh, my God, they have like a radio hit and then they go on a tour. It's a really fun story. The music is fun and innocent and catchy. Um, But Ethan Embry's character is uh, the name of his character is TB Player. The bass player. Nice. So you, you realize... Yeah, they never called him anything. Like, they never used his name. Uh, so, yeah, that was, uh, I think, like a, a love project for Tom Hanks, who was a fan of his the music that he loved growing up, and he wanted to sort of tell that story about how, uh, how fun it could be to be at that time. I love it. What's your second one, Adam? Um, I actually, because uh, I did a little research um, just before and realized that the, the original movie came out in the 90s, but I've actually discovered that whole universe in a, in a remake series that they did a few years ago, uh, and it's called Fargo. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So loved the series. I thought it was so great, and then watched the movie after, and of course the movie was great as well. So um, shout out to our Fargo people. Oh, hey. Amazing. How are you doing? There you go, with the (laughs) right Canadian accent. (laughs) (laughs) I will finish off with supporting my girl, uh, Janet Jackson, with uh, Poetic Justice from 1993. And also, just in that vein, uh, Boys in the Hood as well. Oh, yeah, that's good. You see, this we could do a whole show on Mm -hmm. just... Let's go around again. Movie talk. (laughs) What else you got? Um, On my screen at this moment, uh, I I can see a little picture of a movie called October Sky with... um, Jake Gyllenhaal and Laura Dern. Mm. Laura, Laura Dern. We could do a whole show on her, I think, yeah. and, and movies that she's done. She's just so talented. Uh, but the fun fact for me for October Sky was that it's based on a true story. And that if you move the letters of October Sky around, you get Rocket Boys, which is basically what the story is about. Oh, oh nice. Very nice. I like that. That's nice. We can keep going. That's probably more than enough. (laughs) That was the longest episode they did. (laughs) Exactly. No one wasn't close enough. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and I last shout out. I have to give one to uh, uh, Keanu Reeves and um, why am I forgetting her name right now? But Speed, Sandra Sandra Uh, Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Sandy. Such a great movie. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's it. So a big thank you to all of our um, listeners who uh, who keep sending in the, the questions. We're having a great time with our listener mailbag. So keep it up. Yes, well done. Um, I'll throw down one more just because uh, Happy Gilmore was very fun. Mm-hmm. And oh, Adam, right. Adam Sandler just got the uh, Mark Twain uh, Prize for Humor, which was a great... Uh, show. Have you guys seen? Did you guys watch that at all? Uh, no. All the clips are on YouTube at this point. Okay. So you can watch uh, tributes made by Chris Rock, David Spade, uh, Conan O'Brien, Jennifer uh, Aniston, and Drew Barrymore. Uh, it's amazing. Like, it's really, really cool. They, that, they'll probably run it on PBS again, but for the first time, the original showing it was on CNN because who knows why. Uh, but the, <laughs> like I said, you can find all the clips on YouTube and it's real, really funny. Uh, so that's it, you guys. Thanks for uh, finding us wherever it is that you do. And if you feel comfortable enough to ask us a question that, that uh, will get us chatting even more, then feel free to do that. Reach out uh, via 
social media, anywhere you can find us pretty much in the world. And uh, weekly, you can find us here on 90s Now, still happening.